0: Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR.
1: Good Wednesday afternoon. How's your day going? Thanks for hanging out with us this afternoon. We know that our premier is in Toronto. And currently, or has already met with Finance Minister Bill Morneau, uh, talking with a number of reporters. They weren't quite sure when that was going to happen. However, we do know that Mr. Morneau is expected to have a news conference at 345. So we're keeping an eye on that just to see if the federal government is going to do anything to move Trans Mountain Pipeline forward. We knew that yesterday um, Justin Trudeau and his cabinet had an emergency meeting and pretty much nothing came out of it. I saw a bit of uh, the scrum that reporters had with Jim Carr following that. And it might have been all of 30 seconds. And basically said, um, nothing further. You know, it's that same line. We've already approved it. We're doing our best to make sure this happens. Are they really doing their best? Because then, as we also learned yesterday, our prime minister headed off on a, what, a 10-day, 12-day foreign trip, leaving Bill No to hold the political bag, so to speak. And at this point, it doesn't seem like there's going to be anything new. I could be wrong, and I'd love to be surprised later this hour to hear that the, the federal government is taking some definitive action to send a message to BC that it cannot continue to hold, not just our province. Everyone seems to think this is an Alberta-BC fight, but it is a much bigger war than that. And we've got to be able to send BC a message that it can't continue to hold the rest of the country hostage. Is the federal government really using, oh, I don't like this term, but we've heard it so many times, all the tools in its toolbox. Lauren Gunter is an Edmonton Sun columnist. He joins us today. Hello, Lauren. Hey, Angela, how are you? I'm doing well. Good. Do you think the federal government is using all the tools it could use in this dispute?
0: It's not even using the dull one. <laughs> uh, I wish it was using the sharpest tools in the shed, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think it is. Uh, it's interesting, earlier today, uh, Bill Morneau, the the finance minister, said uh, public threats are not helpful in this <laughs> instance, uh, and we will not be conducting negotiations in public. Fine, yeah. that's fine. I mean, I think it's fair enough. But I don't even think they're making private threats, and I and, and I don't think they're having strenuous private conversations with the um, uh, with the with the BC government. I, when you look at this from an electoral standpoint. Uh, I think there are three calculations that stick out for the Liberals. One is Quebec. They're hopeful that that, uh, they don't have to use a lot of power on uh, Trans Mountain that might get people thinking they should use some power to revive Energy East Mm -hmm. because Energy East is very unpopular in Quebec, and they need to win a lot of seats in Quebec in next year's federal election. They look at B.C. and they say, well, the places in B.C. where – We are likely to win more or lose more seats are not pipeline areas, but they are areas where the pipeline is very unpopular. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to really stick up too hard uh, for the pipeline or against the B.C. government. uh, Because then you look at Alberta, and yes, there are four uh, liberal MPs from Alberta, but that is all there's ever going to be. And there's a very strong chance that there won't be four after the next election. And so they say, what's the point? So all you ever get out of uh, federal cabinet ministers or the prime minister is we've approved this pipeline and it will get built.
1: I think every Canadian knows the line now because they just stick to that script. And I'm glad you mentioned Morneau's comments about the public threats. And yet, ultimately, I think the protesters are getting their way because they are publicly threatening this yep. project yep. and and it's working. So I'm thinking Bill Moreno public threats are actually stopping this. So maybe as much as he's saying, I know he's talking about public threats in a different vein here, but we have seen the protesters and they're not what, what is it the civil arrest they've had because yep. we heard yep. this week that they're not going to be criminal arrests, right. criminal so, charges.
0: So you know there's there's another thing that that uh, has been going on now for uh, a month or so that I hadn't really realized was going on. The, uh, there's been an injunction in place for over a month now mm-hmm. against protesters blockading the Trans Mountain construction site in Burnaby, B.C. But there have been protesters there nearly every day. Yeah. They get arrested. They get taken away. One of them was Elizabeth May. Uh, two of the people who used to be on Rachel Notley's Oil Sands Advisory Group were also there. I don't think either one of them was arrested, but they were both at the, the protests. Uh, and so I just assume the Mounties are taking them away, that the BC uh, Justice Department is taking them to court for uh, violating a court order. Mm-hmm. Turns out that the B.C. Attorney General's office will have nothing to do with these uh, prosecutions. They should be prosecutions. They're leaving it entirely up to Kinder Morgan's lawyers to bring private civil suits against these people. And finally, on Monday, the judge who's in charge, the judge whose order is being violated, said, look, this should be up to the Crown to bring criminal charges against these people. It's in the public interest that they be charged because they're violating a court order. I mean, violating a court order doesn't sound like much, but courts usually take it very seriously because it, it has to do with the administration of justice. And if you start to ignore the courts, then the whole rule of law starts to fall apart. And so the courts are usually pretty sticky about people who, who will violate court orders. And so the judge in BC has finally gotten fed up and said, look, the Attorney General should be bringing these charges then the attorney general of BC said oh well it's hard to tell whether these are civil or- it's not hard to tell at all
1: See that's but so crazy course- Lauren of course he's a politician he's a- uh, you know he's, and he's an part NDP of a po- government that <laughs> wants to block the pipeline And I'm so glad you raised this in your column I encourage people to check it out edmontonsun.com So when we saw a few weeks back yes Elizabeth May and a few other protesters being charged I did think it was going to be a, a criminal charge. Yeah. And yeah. and then to learn that, nope, um, the uh, B.C. Attorney General doesn't want to really deal with it, so Kinder Morgan has to then take those, however many have been arrested, individually and go through the civil court system as opposed to a criminal court system. Yeah,
0: and the other thing that, that stuck out, jumped out at me when I started looking at this earlier this week is that the Mounties are not the ones arresting the protesters because they've been sent there by the federal government because they're the federal police force. They're being they're there arresting people because they are they are in Red Deer for instance. They're contracted to be Burnaby's municipal police force. They mm. they they're, they're the Burnaby police in this case. And so they're not there uh, at the orders of the federal attorney general. Indeed, the federal attorney general is the justice minister Uh, Jody Wilson uh, and she uh, is a Vancouver MP she's Vancouver Granville MP and she is quoted in uh, Le Devoir this morning uh, coming out of yesterday's emergency cabinet meeting and being unwilling even to say what the Prime Minister says in these cases and that is that this this pipeline has been approved, it will be built she won't even say that so uh, it, 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 you've got all of this electoral politics going on. And of course you're going to have that. That's not, nothing, that's not anything new. Politicians do that all the time. That's who they are. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't blame them. On, you're not much of a politician if you can't get reelected. But let's not be naive and think that this is strictly a legal or constitutional matter because the feds are the only ones who can stand up in this case. They're the only ones who've got the big clubs. Um, and, and they're the only ones who could, I think, push this through with the courts, and they are, for political reasons, not prepared to do anything about it. Interesting today, though, too, uh, here in the legislature, the uh, UCP uh, proposed a motion saying that uh, we encourage the federal government to withdraw the $4.1 billion in infrastructure spending that it approved for B.C. in the last few days. And the uh, Notley government blocked the motion.
1: (laughs) And you know what? I've had lots of listeners, and a lot of people have suggested that. You know, whether it be infrastructure spending or transfer payments or whatever it is, the federal government's got to be able to do something to say, you know what, we're tired of this. Mm -hmm. Hold on. I want to take a break because there are some other sharper tools in their toolkit, and we're wondering why they're not using them Lauren Gunter is my guest. He's an Edmonton Sun columnist. 403-974-8255. I definitely will leave some time in the next half hour for phone calls and texts. And ideally, we'll also be able to go live to Bill Moreno's news conference. And who knows? He might just say, we are going to use one of these tools. Back after this. Oh, no. One of my listeners thinks I'm an idiot. Well, that's not just one. But this one, I can't believe that just a year ago I had so much respect for your intelligence. Now I'm just more disgusted daily. Is that what disgust? I'm just more disgusted, I think, daily by your lack of intelligence in every show. Lauren Gunter is a columnist with the Edmonton Sun, and I'm sure, Lauren, you never get texts or emails like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, always always praise.
1: <laughs> always praise. I want to continue on here, because actually when we're talking about uh, tools in the toolbox, I like this texter. The only tools are the NDP and the Liberals. They do not care about Alberta oil. Although, and we've heard this before, Lauren, I want to get your take on this. A lot of my listeners think that Rachel Notley is just doing this for show. Yep. Deep down, she really doesn't want the Trans Mountain pipeline expanded. Yep. And I'm not going so far that way because they've they've come into government and they realize how important uh, revenue is from pipelines like Trans Mountain.
0: Well, but I don't think those two ideas are incompatible. I mean, when she was an opposition politician, she was against oil sands. She was against pipelines. Uh, well, she was kind of, sort of okay with energy east during. Uh, the last provincial election, I remember asking her that question directly. Um, she was really lukewarm to Keystone, although she didn't think there was anything she, she could do to stop it. And of course, Kinder Morgan wasn't on the radar then, and Northern Gateway wasn't. She was vehemently opposed to Northern Gateway. So, um, yeah, I think this is a deathbed conversion. They can see that their uh, that their uh, electoral chances next year are nil or slim and uh, she knows that she needs the money to keep funding her outrageous spending and she needs to look like she's in favor of oil field jobs and pipelines to preserve her political skin so uh yeah i, I i'm not real convinced they're sincere either.
1: Well, this goes back to your comment about politicians. They wouldn't be very good politicians if they weren't figuring out a way to get reelected. So that's ultimately what our premier is doing. Now let's get back, though, to the federal government, because, yeah, yeah, there's this big confusion about even when it comes to something like the protesters, why the federal attorney general, Jody wilson Ribald, doesn't Mm -hmm. step in and say, no, this is how it's got to be handled, you know, going above the uh, provincial attorney general. Right. As you've pointed out, though, she's a Vancouver MP, so she appears to be looking the other way.
0: And, you know, you could uh, make a case. I think you'd have to ask a B.C. judge to give the federal government the okay to do this. I don't think you'd actually have to give them the authority, but you'd have to have a bank judge recognized that this was uh, an okay way to go, because this is a national program because it's in the constitutional realm of the federal government. I think you could say that federal crown prosecutors could take over from BC crown prosecutors if BC crown prosecutors are reluctant to go ahead, and so you could federalize the prosecution of of the protesters. You could use the RCMP, not just the local Burnaby RCMP, but the uh, the whole division. Uh, in B.C. use their RCMP to protect the site or any other site along the the route that might be subject to vandalism or terrorism, you could say to the B.C. government, look, in the next couple of years, you're going to come forward looking for environmental approval for your liquid natural gas development, Mm -hmm. because there is a bit of a split in the B.C. government between the NDP and the three Greens who are holding – them in power over developing LNG, but you could, be, you could easily say, look, over the next couple of years, you may decide you're going to come forward and ask for approval for your LNG projects. That's not happening unless you let Trans Mountain go through. We simply will not give you the, perm- the federal permitting. Um, so there's lots of things that the federal government could do. It could, as I said earlier, take that $4.1 billion that it announced in infrastructure spending for BC and say, um, you know, the check's in the mail. Um, and and we forgot to put stamps on, so it'll probably get returned to us. So
1: It's getting there.
0: You know, just forget about
1: it. Yeah.
0: Um, there are lots and lots and lots of things that they could do. And the thing that I got into a discussion the other day with a, a person I phone every once in a while who has contrary views to mine, but who is one of the best constitutional minds in the country. And I won't use his name because I just use him as a sounding board. Yeah. And he said to me, You know, I am astounded that the Feds are not standing up more strenuously for this pipeline because this goes to their constitutional power over the interprovincial transportation of marketable goods. That's an old term that goes back to 1867, and in the original BNA Act, the original Constitution, uh, the the Feds were given exclusive power over the interprovincial trade of goods or movement of trade goods. And... He said, you know, constitutional courts aren't stupid. They watch governments and they say, well, you didn't use it in this case. Why hmm. should we now defend it in this other case? And so governments are usually pretty, very, are pretty conscious about defending their constitutional authority in different areas so they don't lose it when, they, when, they when it, it applies in other instances and the feds aren't even doing that
1: but even when he says he's astounded i guess i'm not as astounded because the way you laid it out lauren and a lot of people are thinking it comes down to political will
0: yeah absolutely and And, and now it's not there prime minister dress up is uh i'm just i'm looking forward to seeing what costumes he's taken on his (laughs) latest uh international (laughs) junket um, I'm he's hoping off-
1: he's learned something from India. <laughs> off to Paris, so I'm expecting berets and scarves. And- Lauren, you always make me chuckle. Thanks okay. so much. Very good. You okay, better Lauren Gunter, Edmonton Sun columnist. What costumes he has taken on his latest trip. 403-974-8255. I want to turn things over to you. Give me a call. Give me a text. Yes, Lauren has laid out a lot of reasons. You've heard them before. And ultimately, I'm saying that you have to have the political will. And I don't know if it's there. We're back after this.